Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse, your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. After a lifetime of working in corporate, Kerry McCuskey retired to pursue her passion for creating a beautiful blend of tea. Kerry launched her very first business, Tea Associates, in June 2020. Kerry has been obsessed with tea from a young age, so every part of the Tea Associates journey has been carefully considered. The products are lovingly blended in her hometown Bendigo using her own recipes. The packaging is reusable, refillable and biodegradable. She also invested in branding right from the get-go, engaging a creative agency for her logo and website and a professional photographer. Kerry shares with us her transition from corporate to business owner, why it was so important to launch with a professional looking brand, ways she is collaborating with local creatives, tips on how to approach potential stockists, and so much more. Meet my friend Kerry from Tea Associates. Hello, Kerry, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kimberly. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to have you in, and I think um, I thought we'd just have a little chat beforehand to warm ourselves up, and then <laughs> half an hour later, and I thought, oh gosh, we need to press record on this <laughs> before all the good stuff gets uh, gets spoken. I wanted to ask you a question because you have been working your entire life. You've just told me ever since you were uh, 16. 16. Mm-hmm. What, six, nearly 12 months ago, you've launched your own business, so gone out as a a small business owner. Can you take me back and tell me what would your like everyday, normal, typical working week look like? Very busy. Um, A working week would normally be Monday to Friday. I'd start work around about 8.30 or it might be emails before I'd even leave home. So it could be at 6.30, 7 in the morning just so, so I had some headspace to get them done. Um, would normally work through the day if I didn't take my lunch. Um, I'd end up skipping lunch. Um, used to work sort of oh, the other side of Bendigo basically. And uh, yeah, and sometimes um, I'd get a phone call at 6 or 7 at night saying, are you coming home for dinner tonight? So very, very long days and I was very passionate about my job. Um, I, loved, I loved what I did and, uh, yeah, but it was, it was full on. And I'd also work weekends as well, catching up, doing emails or any reports I had to get done when I wouldn't get time at work. Yeah. So how did you feel like physically and emotionally then? Um, tired. Yeah. 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 I was pretty well, um, I, was, I was pretty well burnt out by the time I was sort of, I decided to retire and um, but it was a big decision because I've been um, working for such a long time that I was I was quite scared actually of not um, of of not having my own income. Not that it was going to worry my husband because it was my shared income anyway. But it just it was me personally that that struggled. Yeah, 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 I could relate to that. It's it's something about having your own money, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And not that I ever had, ever had to ask permission to be able to spend. It was no. just the independence. I just liked the independence of having my money that I could go and do and buy what I wanted to do without feeling guilty. Yeah. Now, being a small business owner, and yes, it's probably only been a, a year, so sort of really stepped into it from corporate uh, into T Associates in, say, June 2020. How do you feel now? Have you noticed any change 
uh, compared to that those corporate days? Uh, yes, I watch the dollars a lot more. <laughs> That's for sure. I've, I've set myself a bit of a budget as to what I as to um, what I can spend and what I can do. Um, I'm not saying that I'm tight, but yeah, I do watch my figures, that's for sure, and watch what, what's coming in and out of the bank account. Um, whereas before, I, I wouldn't really think twice about going and buying an outfit or, or going to the theatre or, or doing something. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. But do you find that you're filled with more joy or a bigger sense of purpose now that you have your own business compared to, say, what were you working in? Group training, would you say? Or Yes, yeah, apprenticeships and traineeships is what I worked in, Yeah, yeah which was terrific. I mean, that was just um, – that was a love that I have for many, many years, love working with young people and getting them jobs and the satisfaction. And it came with, you know um, – with its fair share of um, stress as well because sometimes an apprentice or trainee wouldn't work out with that particular organisation and um, and you're kind of like, you know, good cop, bad cop, you're a counsellor, you know, you're a friend. So it was really, yeah, it was very rewarding yeah. at the end of the day. But having your own business, I've got to say it's been – I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it and I um, – and I think I'm probably working harder at this now than what I did in my corporate <laughs> job, so I'm told anyway. And, um, yeah, it's it's just the satisfaction of having something that you're building up yourself and that you can be proud of. Yep, yep, definitely. So we are here to speak all things tea associates. <laughs> so tell me how it started. Well, um, I've always loved tea and um, I've, I've been sort of dabbling in, in blends for a few years now. So it was a really a bit of a side hustle. It was something that gave me um, something to do outside of that corporate world. So I wasn't always thinking about what I had to do um, in terms of my, my paid job. So I, I started blending teas and having a bit of fun with it and um, I didn't have a name or anything for it and I had um, my husband and I tried different blends and we picked out a few quirky little names like Sassy and um, Ginger and, um, and then I went away for a weekend with my sisters. I've got I'm a family of seven, eldest of seven, and my four sisters um, and when family, <laughs> when, you're, when you're with them, to, when you're all together... It becomes um, – we sort of have to take time out because they're all quite entrepreneurial in their own right. So they put me on a deadline for the Melbourne Sustainability Festival. They said, Kez, you've got six months to get it ready. I'm going, oh, my God, six months. And so I didn't have labelling. I didn't have a name. I didn't have anything. And then over that period of that weekend down in Lawn, um, my younger sister Erin came up with um, tea associates and I thought, oh yeah, I like that because it means everything associated with tea and for me it was all um, about taking that time out and, and if COVID probably has taught us anything is that we do need to slow down. So, so for me it was, it was really associating the ritual of having tea. So I got the business name and got fired, fired up and, and got organised. So, um, yeah, and that's when Tea Associates um, was born. I had um, <laughs> two blends at that particular point in time and I kept thinking, what am I doing? Do I really need to do this? What, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Why? At my age as well. But um, anyway, with the persistence of my sisters and family, they said, come on, give it a go, my husband as well, Stephen. So, yeah, I did. And I made it to the Melbourne Sustainability Festival. Good on you. Good on you. That's amazing. I just can't believe it's been – well, it's probably coming up a one-year birthday really, yes, isn't it? Nearly, yeah. nearly, yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Amazing. So in terms of startup. 
like I've looked at your product, Kerry, and it just impressed me right off the bat, just with its marketing, um, the professionalism, the photos, it's just everything about it. It actually looks like a five-year brand. Do you know what I mean? Thank like, you. and I mean, let's not even talk about the taste. Like, that's just sensational. I'm not a huge ginger fan, but your ginger tea just is my absolute favorite. Thank I you. ran out and I went and purchased a um, inferior brand, a, <laughs> a more um, mainstream brand, if anyone can read into that. And it just didn't have any punch. Nothing. Mm. It didn't warm me up inside or anything. So, yeah, just in terms of how it looks and how it tastes, as I said, you look like a brand that has been going for quite some time. So how did you know to hit that high mark so early on? Um, I spoke to Studio Inc., who actually do my website. So I've been working with them on on getting the brand. I did um, have a, a, a previous label that I thought I was on, on the right track that was um, waterproof, which is, means it's not biodegradable. So all about my packaging and everything is about biodegradability, compostability as well. Um, and then um, Leah and Dale came up with this um, fabulous um, logo, um, which is which is beautiful. So the logo is actually it's very Celtic in design. So Irish background, and the logo has um, a heart of the tea leaf in the centre. And so to me, it was like representative of my my um, heritage in Ireland and also my birth um, town of Bendigo. And so when they came up with this uh, lovely design, um, yeah, I just I just loved it. It was strong. I wanted it to be a strong brand. I wanted it to be different than um, anything else that I've seen. Um, the the tins that I use are silver. Um, they're reusable, repurposed, refillable, and um, my packaging um, is the, the silver packaging is um, I sourced that from New Zealand actually, and that's all fully biodegradable, including zips. So I wanted everything to be classy. And, and just um, and appealing to the eye. So when I first started, it was it just didn't uh, it didn't look as good as what I thought it could, and I was a little bit disappointed. But one bit of advice another sister gave me is that allow yourself to make a mistake because you don't learn if you don't make a mistake. Whereas I was I always wanted everything to be perfect right from day one, and it didn't quite happen for me. Um, but um, but now I feel really positive that the the branding is really good. Um, the, the Studio Inc have done a wonderful um, job on my website. Um, Kate Minotti, the photographs. So it's about surrounding yourself with the right people to take that next step. Uh, and because I'm a little bit older, um, I didn't want to have five and ten years in the making. I sort of wanted to hit the market hard. And I think that's probably even though I don't have a lot of blends, I've got six main blends. Um, which I'm really happy with. So, yeah. Mm. You've really gone more that professional avenue than the DIY. I think so many of us, when we start our business, uh, it is DIY. We just try and hack it out ourselves. We jump on Canva and try and create a logo. Um, I remember with my first business, I've probably got three logos floating around. They're hideous, absolutely hideous, um, until I actually went to a professional and they got it right off the bat. When that happened, I just found it made marketing so much easier. Absolutely. Doesn't it? Absolutely. Because you, you love it and it's strong and, and, and it looks good to you. Yeah. And the comments and the feedback that um, that you get back as well is so important. And the feedback I've had has been amazing. Mm, definitely. Excellent. So the process of actually creating your own tea, how do, how do you create your own tea? How did you know <laughs> what to do and where to go? 
Right. Well, you go down that rabbit hole of an internet, <laughs> which I was, I was down there for months, so I think, and, um, and I really wanted to, um, to look at suppliers as well. So that's where I kind of started. Um, I knew that, that I wanted to do some black teas. I wanted to do um, something that was very much Bendigo. So I had this Bendigo billy in mind, so I really wanted to do a, a lovely um, bush tea. Um, and so I've worked with, so with that particular tea, it's tea from the Daintree. So I try and use as much Australian products as I can. We're not a huge tea growing country. However, the, the, the supplies that I do use are certified organic and fair trade. So I had two in mind, um, that I was using and I'm now using a third one from outside of Melbourne. And, uh, yeah, so I just read up on on the leaves read up on the spices um thought what do I like and we tried that many teas it was unbelievable (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah so it's it's until we got to the the right the right blend and then I'd put it out to all friends and family and then just be prepared to no don't like that one yes I like that one um and so they're all being honest which is great so I just would put samples out there all the time to try and see what you think or it might need a bit of this or a bit of that so um we would try it we'd change it we tweak the recipe and uh yeah and then come up with the with the six blends wow and then you monitor that via the marketing as well so resales do you look at all that data yeah look I do um I'm probably not that good at it um I the, the paperwork side of the business is not really my strength not <laughs> either. so to speak <laughs> but um yeah absolutely and it's funny like it's um one I've got is called sassy so it's really um based on sarsaparilla root and licorice root and it's a lovely Assam blend and I thought that would have been my that and Bendigo Billy would be the the two go-to ones and they started off doing being that way and then since I've introduced a few more teas they've been really they've kind of slowed down but all of a sudden I was at Trove Market on the weekend and it was like Sassy was selling off the table it was like oh god so so things change as seasons change I think people's tastes change as well Mm, yeah. yeah Speaking of markets, love a good segue. Uh, wasn't my question for a little bit later, but I'm going to take it. <laughs> so speaking of markets, uh, that is something that you do. Uh, mm-hmm. I see that on your Instagram. You're, you and Steve are always at markets. <laughs> really good. Uh, can you give me some pros, cons, maybe some advice for others considering them? Because they're not easy to do. They're, they're exhausting. No, they're not. No, and it's it's knowing um, it's knowing what to do, where to go. Even Even like driving your car, can I park here where where do I go can I drop my do I have to carry my stock you know three blocks and I've got a trestle table and what else and I need to be able to do it on my own um Stephen's really good like he absolutely comes with me but I've started doing the Bendigo Community Farmers Market so I've been doing that by myself and um and so that's been really good uh oh gosh I'm still working through that um I'm looking at a marquee at the moment and um, I've been pricing them and they're all again very very expensive but again looking at the um, stall holders are setting up their marquees look beautiful and look really professional I'm all about being professional and I think as you can see when I go to the market uh, we have tea associates I know <laughs> um, t-shirts and hats and Great. masks and everything else but uh, yeah it's just knowing what to do and I think because I've been able to mix with and, and um, meet other stall holders, they're a wealth of information. 
They are so sharing and caring. It's like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And one of the markets was really, really quiet and we didn't do very well at all. And a couple of storeholders came over and and said, um, don't give up, don't give up, come back next week, come back next week. And so it gives you that enthusiasm. And then you go along and, hi, George, hi, Anne, hi, Sue, and you end up knowing them all. And it's just that information that you can pick up at the time. But, yeah, it's, it's a hard one because you just... You don't know what to do. And even when you argue um, square. And so sometimes I even forget I'm handing my phone over for them to click on the phone as opposed to the square. So it's like, oh, calm down, take a breath and allow yourself time yeah. to set up as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, your store looks amazing. Oh, thank um, you. I think I've been at a market or two when you've been there. <laughs> I just, I can't hack them. They're just such yeah. a long day. And maybe that's because I bring a tribe of kids and then they eat all my profit and... <laughs> Yes, well, I must admit my husband does like to eat his way around the markets. He comes back with all his lovely food and drinks. and Not too dissimilar yeah. from the kids, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So how did you generate sales during COVID then with the markets sort of Yeah, well, there wasn't on. really any markets, no. no, no. It probably allowed me time to... Um, to work with um, Dale and Leah from Studio Inc to get the website up and running. So it was really the socials side of things. I was able to do it that way. Um, and I've also, when because the shops were closed in Melbourne as well, so it's, I've got it into a little shop called Autocracy in Sydney Road, Brunswick. So the stock was down there in Melbourne, um, but of course that wasn't going anywhere either. So it was really just, um, I created another couple of blends during that time too and it allowed me to build the stock up, have stock ready to go, but, yeah, in selling, yeah, not much. So it's probably a bit silly to um, start right in the middle of COVID. But um, but I was in the right headspace to do it. I was, I was sort of really focused on what I needed to do. Yep. So was there any time then during COVID you thought, oh, gosh, what am I doing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you, you do. Like you, you really do doubt yourself and, and you shouldn't because, um, I mean, sometimes you get feedback about, especially with teas, like you've got – larger tea providers t2s you know there's a a lot of great tea companies out there but it was never meant to be um their competitors but i'm never really going to be in that market i don't really want to be in that market it's just something for people to think about is to sit down and take that time out to have a cup of tea because it is a bit of a ritual it's not like you go and get a coffee and you get a coffee on the run and you drink it on the run tea you don't necessarily do that so it's it's sitting down, having that that special place in your lounge room or your kitchen, um, your nice teapot and a beautiful cup and saucer and, yeah, just like what you've got now. <laughs> yes, yes. So shout out to uh, um, Ash, Ash Morales, uh, creative. <laughs> um, I've got some of her pottery here, got some beautiful mugs from her. And you're right, it does. It just makes that more of a special um, ritual. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, and because I've got a guest over, Kerry, there was no way I was bringing out my chipped mugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the special stuff yeah. out today. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, magazines and tea, cup of tea, I think they just go together oh, or even a it. book. Like yes. I love to curl up with a book and a cuppa. Um, just speaking of Ash as well, uh, we had Ash in the last issue of Oak, so not the, the latest. We had her in the last issue and then I think we had um, a sample of your tea with that magazine. Now, Ash had a sample of that tea because um, she obviously pre-ordered and then got in contact with you to add a, you know, a sample of your tea with her next drop um, and then a chockey with it as well. I just love how those moments come together because it's not all – it's a collaboration at some point but it's also 
just this beautiful way that that everything works. Um, and I know that that's happened in a few other moments for you where you've come together with another product. Did you want to take me through those and, and have you noticed a spike in your business when that happens? Absolutely. I think um, this probably happened with Bendigo Bank with doing the pop-up. Um, they asked me to go in before Christmas last year and that was that was a bit of a, a wow moment as well for me because it was like, oh good, goodness, I've got all my teas here and the bank was really busy and it was a new art space or creative space and the customers didn't really know what it was all about so you're kind of explaining about that but I met um, a, a lovely couple of other makers which one is this is me Brie and uh, we we really hit it off together so we've kind of partnered on a few um, uh, well she's doing beautiful organic tea towels and lens cloth so we've kind of partnered on that but we're also going to look at um, creating something for my Bendigo Awakenings tea so Bendigo Awakenings is a beautiful breakfast tea um, English Irish breakfast, and it's um, it's based on the awakening of the dragon. So, being born and bred Bendigo, it's um, my history of growing up in Hargrave Street and walking to the awakening of the dragon. So, it all just flows. So, we're looking at creating a design of a dragon. So, so by being at Bendigo Bank, that allowed me to meet her. Um, and also, Ali from my sister Susie, so I partnered with her with some soaps. And I just believe that there are so many fabulous creative makers out there that it's just I, I'm always, you know, in awe of them. I think it's fantastic. I never see myself in that kind of – in that way either. Yeah, yeah. And um, but, but I love what I do, you know, and then when I can partner with somebody, it just makes me feel fabulous. I just think it's great. The partnering, the collaborations, is that yeah. something that – you'd thought would have come out of owning a small business? No, no, not at all. Because I, I kind of thought it might have been very um, competitive as yeah, well, even yeah. though it's different products. Yep. Um, but some of these amazing women are just incredible and, and they're so sharing and their knowledge and the pitfalls and the things to watch out for and, and it's amazing how people just come into that you get to meet. And through being at Bendigo Bank, um, I was able to meet so many so many people and I've had customers come in, repeat customers come in. I didn't realise you were at the bank so I'm going to call into the bank and it's been wonderful. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now you are stocked in quite a number of uh, stores, mm-hmm. a lot in Bendigo. Yes. How has that come about? Is that you pretty much pounding the pavement, going in and talking to people? Yeah, well, I think it started with Manette from um, Cafe Essence and the Blue Purr Patisserie. Oh, it's beautiful, yeah, that so patisserie. I worked with Manette many, many years ago and we've sort of remained friends. And when I went to see her, she was kind of like the um, – a mentor really when I sort of first spoke to her and said look I'm thinking about doing these teas what do you think she says yep I'll be in so okay um and so she's been fabulous and um and and a few ideas that um she's provided me with and and even in regards to costings and how to do things because you kind of you battle it a bit knowing you don't want to price yourself out of the market and you don't want to be too cheap but you want to make it that people can afford you as well um, so yeah, basically in those two cafes, which are awesome and, um, indulge chocolates. So I'm in there as well. And, um, Hayley is, um, she puts tins and tea bags into her, um, um, chocolate baskets and yeah, yeah. gift, gift packs, that type of thing. Um, the Great Stupa is another right one. There, I mean. yeah. 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 Bendigo Airport. Yeah. With Carlo. Um, and Annette from Harcourt, Harcourt Produce Store. 
Yeah, which is which is fabulous. And then, yeah, of course, in Melbourne. So, so it's very yeah. exciting. Do you think some advice for people, it is best to go in and, and sort of do that face-to-face rather than sending off an email? Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah. I think if you just drop in um, and I think – well, what I did was drop some samples in as well and said, just try it. So don't always think it's going to be a sale. Um, I was always able to drop off a heap of samples or tea bags and, um, and say, try it, see what you think. And, and if you would like to stock some of the teas, then let me know. I deliver free around Bendigo. So as soon as somebody calls, I'm normally on their doorstep within an hour or two yeah. hours. Yeah. So, which is, um, which is great. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, well, if I was a genie, and you could have one business wish granted. Oh gosh! What would it be right now? A year in. A year in. There's, there's so many things that I need help with my books. <laughs> I've got you know the website's all terrific. I said I love doing Studio Inc. Um, it'd be nice like to have probably more online sales to really um, to build the business. Yeah, would be, would be terrific. Yep. Um, so and I'll what, continue to do the markets as well, but yeah, there's yeah. um there's not really much. I'm really happy with the blends. I'm happy with the packaging. I'm happy with everything that I do. Maybe you could get a trainee. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yep. You could definitely bring Good. on a trainee, yeah. even work experience. Absolutely. Um, yes. I've just noticed even my two that are at high school, uh, like they're, and I'm admittedly, they're surrounded by someone that's in business and that's all she talks about. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, they're talking about business and things like that. I think that they need to start to bring that back into school, like entrepreneurship, because there'll be so many parents in this generation that are business owners. Yes. You know, like these kids, if they could learn how to do their book work, I mean, that's probably one of the hardest things and it's the most important as well. So, Oh, absolutely is. Mm. It's um, you're creating the product, which is what we're all passionate about, but at the end of the day, invoices come in, have got to be paid and think, oh, I should put that in that spreadsheet. Oh, I should be doing that that somewhere. Um, And having a look on how to... um, how to balance like even like your budgets and things I can run a budget I can run P&Ls I can do all that type of thing but when it's your own business um it kind of I'll do that later I'll do it later and then all of a sudden it's like later is like what are you doing you haven't got anything ready for me for the accountant or whatever I'm just blending tea sorry you know so yeah I I totally believe I think schools should really be um helping or, or looking and training and there's young people to um, to do something like that because it is it's a wonderful business like it's any small business is wonderful so yeah that's the support that you get but it's the knowledge that you need to have as well it is mm. it's hard definitely hard yeah. but it's rewarding at the same time Absolutely. and I think that whole thing that that's something you own and that you've created yourself yes. there's this sense of pride that at moments that capped sort of grab you and you're like yeah that's me I yeah. did that yes which is yeah. amazing so you just mentioned one of your business wishes was to drive more sales to the website. So I could give you a few tips for that. Um, the social media. So use the product tags, make sure in your captions, you've got that call to action. So, you know, make sure you go to the website and buy. Um, if people are buying, you want to put them on some sort of automation that, you know, it's a reminder, have you ordered your next one? Or, uh, um, you know, this week it's buy five you know, get one free or something yes, like that. Yeah. And then that remarketing, like that retargeting part on the social media is so important, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, for it to pop up in someone's ad. If they've visited your website, bang, yeah. pops up in your Facebook and, yeah, just reminds them. And it's 
what do they say? We need to see it. I think they used to say seven times. I think it's actually even more now. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. for yeah. someone to buy stuff because it's such a busy place to be online. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen all this stuff thrown at us, uh, so it's a little bit more often. But, yeah, just little things like that mm. I think would be really good. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I know my social media is not really up to scratch at the moment, so <laughs> I have a little bit of a go and I think, oh, I'm doing all right now. And I have a look and think, oh, it looks a bit busy. Oh, we can talk on. offline yeah. and I'll give you – I'll help <laughs> okay. you out, definitely. <laughs> it doesn't take much to um to get them up and going now we've talked about collaborations a lot and partnerships is there a brand or business that you would just absolutely die to collaborate with who's on your wish list oh dear um i I sort of like um what ash morales is doing i I love i love the beautiful um pottery i think that's it's fine, it, it looks beautiful and it's really so something like that and I have partnered with a couple of people on those so I do like to add something to the product as a as an extra um, but there's no one really I've sort of picked out that... Robert Gordon? If yeah, I do like his, yeah. yeah, I do like his stuff. I think yeah. his stuff's beautiful um, but again, he's very big. Mm. I'd, I'd like to give people more... Um, smaller I like that smaller makers yes. are a bit of a chance so yes. uh, yeah I did have initially partner with um, oh, I bought some pottery cups off um, Andrew Bloxham so he's from Kyneton and they all sold straight up in the beautiful gift boxes and I'm doing lovely um, tea gift cases now so again they're um, they're beautiful that can be repurposed or you can put you know cards or photos in them and um, so I'm trying to partner with other smaller makers as well. I love it. Yeah. Where do these ideas come from? Where do you get your creativity? I believe I think it's in the family. My my parents were both um, born in Ireland. They met in Australia and got married in Bendigo and dad's always had his own business it was car tires and tractor tires and uh, mum was nursing and then they bought a pub over in uh, Bungaree over near Ballarat so I think that entrepreneurship has always been in the family and my sisters are all very creative I never thought that I was I always thought well I went out to work early and uh, and I've always worked always worked and never really gave my chance to um, or gave myself a chance to um to work in my own business um, and get to this age, just like, oh, let's throw caution to the wind and uh, oh, I'll have a go at tea associates, will I? Yeah. And that's exactly where it's come from. But oh, I'm loving it. It's just, yeah, it's the best life. Yeah. Loving life. Oh, that is good. Yeah. It's good. Excellent. Um, gives you all the feels actually, Kerry. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I do. Now, before I let you go, can you tell us about a friend of yours that we need to know about? I did see you're going to ask that question and I wasn't really sure. The only one I did think whether it might be a sister. Yeah. A sister that has, uh, she's an aromatherapist. Um, so she has Basque aromatherapy and her products are beautiful. And thank you also to the Bendigo Bank because um, with, um, she's in the pop-up shop as well along with myself. And uh, yeah, and she's she started this off many, many years ago and she was doing market. She's still sort of working part-time. Um, but her products are sensational. I've got them. I had a look at my house um, recently, and I think it's in every bathroom, kitchen. I've got, I've got it everywhere. And I thought, gee, okay. <laughs> but she might be one that might be, might yeah. be um, of interest. 
Beautiful. So you would say that your sisters are your inner circle then? Yeah, absolutely. You're so lucky. Yes, yeah. yeah. Look, I am lucky. Um, five of us go away and uh, and we talk. We love talking business and we love, you know, we do like a bit of a um, whip around the table sort of thing and tell us about what you're doing, what you're up to and all that kind of thing. So uh, they all have an opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they can all tell you whether you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. And you just take it and then – but I have learnt so much off them, especially the ones that have been in business for a while um, in terms of using products and, and researching products. And as I said, with my packaging, everything's about biodegradability and compostability. So um, I got that really through the girls, so which is really good. And if I'm going on, on a different wavelength, it's, uh, they'll always bring back on track or – yeah. And we used to often do Zoom calls um yeah during covid and we'd all sort of okay what's happening with your business who's who's doing what and yeah so it's lovely oh you're so lucky support so very lucky yeah so last question what is your favorite tea at the moment what could you recommend someone add to cart add to cart i think awakenings is spectacular I think it's really beautiful. Yeah, it's um, it's three teas, and it's um from India, Sri Lanka, and uh, China, um, and the blend. I think I've got it down pat. I think it's beautiful. It's um a long leaf tea, and when you infuse it with the water, it just puffs up. To if you're using a tea bag, again biodegradable and compostable, including strings and tag, um, and it just puffs up in the tea bag. It's amazing, and that's our go-to every morning. Every morning, yeah. Yep, I love it. Yep. We used to switch between that and Billy, but at the moment, um, Awakenings is, um, yep, every day. Brilliant. I have yeah. to go and add to cart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Kerry. Oh, it's been so you. lovely to speak with you, and um, I'm sure we'll carry on the conversation after we uh, hit stop. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Kimberly. Really appreciate it. And thanks to Oak Magazine. Honestly, you guys are amazing, and that's um, I love reading the magazine. So I love beautiful. producing it. So yeah, yep. no, you do a great job. Oh, thank you. Now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media. And if you have any questions, we'd like to celebrate a win. You can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine. <laughs>